Well, hello there and welcome to Planet Sport Football Africa, the show where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe. And today I'm joined by Solomon Ashams in South Africa and Stuart Weir in the UK. And we're asking, has the flair gone out of African football? After African players made the beautiful game even more beautiful in the 1990s at club level and at World Cup level, there's maybe a feeling now that the African game has lost much of its unique feel and has adopted a more mechanical European outlook. Nigeria legend Wankwa Kanu says that it's not what it used to be. Yeah, I think we have to bring back. We have to bring back the old times and have a freedom of football, you know, enjoyment. I think we have to bring that. Right now we are too serious. So African football really impacted the world in 1990 when Cameroon reached the quarterfinals of the World Cup, losing to England in extra time. The likes of Roger Miller played an exuberant and stylish type of football that really made the world sit up and say, wow. At club level, African players were adding a lot of flair to the European leagues throughout the 1990s. And at national team level, Nigeria did it again at the 1994 World Cup, going out to Italy in an epic second-round game and then winning Olympic gold in Atlanta in 1996, with the likes of JJ Okocha and Kanu doing amazing things with the ball. The feel was still there in 1998 when Sunday Olise's long-range screamer saw Nigeria come from behind to beat Spain 3-2 to reach the second round of the World Cup. But at the 2002 World Cup, Nigeria and Cameroon both played a rather passionless game going out in the group stage, although Senegal did get to the quarterfinals. And by then, there was a feeling that perhaps African teams were adopting stricter European methods and that much of the style had gone. Solomon, what do you think? Do you feel the flair has gone out of African football? Yes, Steve, I think the flair has gone out of African football quite a lot from uh, club sites uh, to the national football teams across the continent of Africa. I'm talking about club sites, you know, we used to have clubs that are, have a lot of flair, like Ashanti Kotoko of Ghana, Inugu Rangers of Nigeria. But a lot has changed, uh, you know, to the national teams, a lot has changed. Flair has gone out of it. We don't really have the same players that we used to have back in the day where we have a creative midfielders and the likes of JJ Okocha, Abide Pelé, you know, we used to have them, Joe Mosono, we used to have them right in the middle, really conducting a whole lot of stuff. But a lot has changed. The African football fan, I don't think is really enjoying this football now because football has turned to a win-it-at-all-costs situation. Back in the day, it used to be with a lot of passion. You know, the passion drives you out there. You win, obviously, and you entertain the fans. They feel so happy about it. But in right from the 2000s, we have not seen that kind of football at the World Cup, at the African Nations Cup, and also at the Africa uh, Champions League. Now, Stuart, taking the 1990 Cameroon World Cup side as an example, uh, there was a feeling that it was great to watch, but their style was maybe too naive, that it wasn't smart enough to win the World Cup with, and that it really had to change if it was to take them places. Um, yeah, I think that's a fair comment. But of course, 1990, although it's frightening to say so, is uh, 24 years ago. And football has changed an awful lot in that time. You know, players are fitter, better organised. There used to be poor teams in World Cups. Now it seems that every team, even if they don't seem to have the talented players, they're well organised. They're difficult to score against. And in a way, I think certainly in England... We've always gone for organisation and competence 
above flair. And I think that that may have drifted uh, even into African football that, you know, basically, if you can stop the opposition from scoring, you don't lose the game. And, you know, having a lot of flair in scoring as Cameroon did against England, only for England, you know, to score more goals, uh, you know, it may be great to watch, but it doesn't get you very far. Now, there were European coaches with African teams even in the early days, Solomon, but uh, have they now exerted maybe too much influence uh, whereby we're now seeing a team like Cameroon perhaps trying to play like Germany and it just doesn't seem to work? Yeah, for me, it doesn't really uh, work, you know, and I think for a lot of African uh, football fans also, it's good to uh, really implement the European style of play uh, tactically because a lot of African footballers are now based in Europe and uh, back in the day, about 20, 30 years ago, we used to have just a few European coaches uh, coaching national teams. But now we have club sides that actually uh, are coached by Europeans. So a lot has changed. And also, I can understand the club size and the national team. Football used to be just be like a national sport where you engage and uh, create friendship and, and sportsmanship and some sort of entertainment. But now there's so much money in it. And uh, so you, you want your team to be able to win at, at all costs. We saw Cameroon with Roger Miller in 1990. They played a brilliant football, uh, scored great goals. Uh, and their play and their creativity was really top-notch. Uh, but lately, we've seen them just using the, their physicality, uh, their physique, uh, just like Germany, and running around and uh, long balls and, and you know, really a European type of football. So a lot has changed. Yeah. Uh, we don't see the Ishi Bobo, like they say in Southern Africa, which is, uh, you know, taking the ball and really dribbling and uh, sometimes actually not making a sense out of it. But the fans would be there just cheering at it because a lot of them, that's why they're in the stadium. Or in Western Africa, we don't see the uh, OC, you know, you, where you dribble and put the ball between the leg of, a, of uh, the opponent and really bring out cheers from the football fans. Maybe for a lot of uh, national teams uh, is just they want to play according to their strength they want to play in the world cup they want to go out there and the european coaches obviously know a lot of these african players who play in europe now they come down here it's easy for them to really coach but over time we've really lost the african african flair you know steve uh, it's more important to be able to score a goal than to be able to do tricks and you know when cristiano ronaldo for example came to england uh, he used to do his stepovers and all his tricks, but nobody was really impressed with that until he started scoring goals. Well, that's understandable. So, Stuart, do you feel that you have to conform within a certain tactical style if you're to go all the way and become world champions? Well, I think absolutely, because, I mean, I think that when I was uh, a boy, you know, the national team was the best 11 players. But now some good players get left out because their style doesn't fit the team or they don't work hard enough. Winning and being successful has become so important that you want a player who's going to bring you success, not just a player um, who, you know, may dribble 50 yards and then lose the ball or beat the same player two or three times. I mean, the crowds may like that, but if you don't win the game, um, then it hasn't really achieved anything. What about South American football, Stuart? Uh, Brazil, Argentina, still quite a bit of flair there, isn't there? 
Yes, although, again, we would often think in, in England particularly that Brazil win games by scoring more goals than the opposition, and it's often Brazilian teams don't have a great defence, but they have the ability to score extra goals. But that, I think, becomes harder in, in the modern game. And I think even Brazil now uh, have, over the years, had um, you know defenders like Lucio, a real rock at the back and a really dependable person, uh, it's not just having, uh, you know, the, the the players who can do their tricks and pass and dribble uh, and score spectacular goals. Because I, I just think, as the game has advanced technically, and as coaches find ways of neutralising perhaps some of the flair players, then it is more important. Um, that you have a rounded team, that you have a good goalkeeper, that you have a good back four, and not just the creative midfield and somebody who can put the ball in the net. Well, this is Planet Sport Football Africa. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this topic on our Facebook page. That's Planet Sport Football Africa. Do you think the flair has gone out of the African game? I'm with Stuart Weir in the UK and Solomon Ashams in South Africa. And after African players caught the world's attention in the 1990s, there's a feeling now that the African game has lost much of its unique feel. I had a chance to talk to Nigeria legend Wanko Kanu when he was here in Zimbabwe a couple of years ago. I asked him how he has seen things change with the Super Eagles. Yeah, it's not the same, but um, in every country, I believe um, there's time you're not going to be as top as you are. We are not there yet, but we are building to be back again. Do Nigeria need that flair and that own individual way of doing things is that going to turn things around yeah i think we have to bring back we have to bring back the old times and have a freedom of football you know enjoyment i think we have to bring that right now we are too serious but um yeah the young ones have to learn and that's why we are not playing anymore now so we leave it for them now to carry the battle so kanu thinks that a return to the stylish african football of a couple of decades ago is needed he says it's too serious now and maybe that it's restricting what African teams can do. But uh, would it really work going back to those days now, Solomon? I think it's going to be really difficult for African football to go back um, that route. Uh, back in the day, it used to just be uh, football for passion, for entertainment. But now it's, it's really changed. We have to look at it globally. Football has transformed. And a lot of the African footballers that have flair, they, they are also transforming. You know, uh, We've lost the flair in the midfield. We've lost a number 10 that controls the game. Uh, we've lost uh, those wingers that run with the ball. And we've seen a, a player like uh, John Mikel Obi. In 2007, he went to the Under-21 World Cup as a, as a number 10, you know, creative attacking midfielder. But we've seen how he has been transformed at Chelsea. You know, he's more like a holding midfielder now, he's always helping the defenders. And for African football to go back there, I think the transition was going to take long and also is not going to give African football the, the opportunity and also the, the direction so they, that they would be able to make a point across the globe when it comes to the World Cup. So African football, for me, they ju- we just need to be able to look at it very well and say, look, can we bring the flair back in spite of the tactical changes? Uh, can we? How can we bring the flair back whilst we win? Uh, do we have to go and look for those midfielders in the mold of JJ Okocha, uh, Joe Mosono, Abedi Pele? You know, how can we get those kind of players that would play in the midfield, you know, really creating it? Because that is our identity as Africans. African football's identity, that's the way it is. Yes, we have to kind of like bring in the European approach because a lot of our players are there. And also Europeans are ahead of Africa when it comes to football, obviously. But at the same time, how do we make sure 
sure we uh, we maintain our identity and part of our identity uh, as African as African football, the flair we've lost that. Stuart, so looking at uh, football of today, when it comes to what European clubs are wanting from African players now, is it more about strength and power than? flair and creativity? Yes, I, I think it is more about strength and power and effectiveness. And I mean, I think that Solomon made a very interesting point about um, uh, Jean-Louis Miquel, about how he has changed his style of play. And you see, I don't think he would get in the Chelsea side as a flair player because, you know, you've got Oscar, you've got Hazard, you had Juan Mata who had to leave because he was struggling to get in. And I think that Miquel has recreated himself to be a useful player, to be the holding midfield player, to be the enforcer. Um, And, you know, I think that perhaps in some ways some people will think that some of those African players are selling their souls. But at the end of the day, they're professional players. They're there to do a job. And if they do not play the kind of role that the coach wants, uh, they won't be in the team. And, of course, when you think about African players like Drogba or Eto, who've played most of their career in Europe, you could argue that they are actually a more of a European style of player because that's where they've learnt that how their careers have been shaped in a way which would be completely different from, say, a Roger Miller. And I think that the Drogba could pass very much as a European-style player, playing a lot in France and then and then playing in England. Uh, and, you know, I think that the example of the raw African talent coming out of Africa straight into the Premiership is probably not the most common example now. And you, you have players who, from a very early age, have learnt their football in Europe and have developed a European style of play. I think every continent has its own identity when it comes to football. And for us, the flair is part of our football. But we're gradually losing it. And I hope that, you know, coaches, European coaches coming down to Africa and the football FA will look at it and and say, look, let's bring that back uh, because that might just be our secret weapon. I would say that flair has gone out of world football and as it's become faster, better organised, better coached, then there's perhaps less space for the flair player to change a game. Um, And also players are expected much more to play as part of the team, not to lose the ball. And of course also as defensive coaching becomes better, teams become better at defending and stopping the flair player from scoring. Well, so it looks like times have changed. Many thanks to Stuart Weir in the UK and to Solomon Ashams in South Africa. That's it for today, but do give us your thoughts on this topic on our Facebook page. Has the flair gone out of African football? Is there too much European influence in the style of play of national teams in Africa? And would it be a good idea to go back to the old days of the 80s and 90s and play with that unique style and passion? Will that maybe help Africa to do better at tournaments like the World Cup? Our Facebook page is Planet Sport Football Africa. That's all one word. We'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to like the page too. For me, Steve Vickers in Zimbabwe, the show is back next week. You can find the programme online at planetsport.tv. And Planet Sport Football Africa is a 2K Plus international sports media production.